folks. Welcome to Yelling About Pate. I'm Carl Hess. With me, as always, Joel Miller. Yo! Wow. It's, hey. it's been a minute. We're it back. Has. It's been way too long, I feel. It's good to see you. It's good to be seen. Your beard is so strong right oh, now. Oh, man. I feel like I've been, I've been away f- in hibernation for months. I went to Europe for two weeks. I come back. Joel's beard game is like five levels up. Uh, it is... It is getting massive wow. at this point. The, you're going the other way. Usually summer, the beard comes down. You're, you're like, no. you're taking it to the limit right I'm, now. No, I'm going to push it until I, until I can't do it no more. Damn. Yeah. Well, it looks good. Thank you. You look good too, man. You're you looking, know, I'm, I'm tan. Yeah. I'm a tanner. Yeah, you're definitely tanner. I, I, I did a lot of walking. I did yeah. a lot of wine drinking. Yeah. The whole trip was basically just walking a ton and then like drinking a bunch of wine you can't you came back with a glow i i feel good you came back with a glow you look good i mean you know we're strong day wine advocates but i was i was at a point where we were just doing breakfast wine sometimes i I thought you were gonna come back soft and and tired and sluggish no i i i came back fucking and it re-energized i mean sure i ate a lot um i was in i mean you got to give us all the deets yeah i was in lisbon first for about a week and then I was in I was in Rome, and uh, we we popped out of the Amalfi Coast yeah. as well. Um, All white jeans the entire time. I, I purchased white jeans specifically for this trip. And I drove yeah. to the. This was my dedication. I drove to the Grove Ooh. the day before I left. But there's I no like, white jeans anywhere else. You, you know, to, I tried to order to some to online, and they were all. I tried to go on J. Crew and they were like, I, we're sold out of white jeans. Everyone's demand. Everyone's, everyone's going to Lisbon. The white jeans demand is so high out there. Uh, so yeah, I ended up driving to the Grove for our non-LA listeners. The Grove is is a hellscape uh, of an outdoor mall yes. that I I will avoid as much as I possibly can. There's a trolley. You don't want to be there. No, you do not. There's be a there. fountain, and Sinatra is just playing there's, out of speakers. There's That's just a- children running around everywhere. <laughs> oh my God, it's terrible. But You're gonna get uh, kneecapped at any moment. I went. <laughs> I went there specifically by white jeans, and I did from J. Crew. No, I went to Top Man because Jaker didn't have them. Much cheaper at Top Man, yeah. and they were fine. I and mean, you definitely got your money's worth. I would say they were like sixty bucks. I never really been to Top Man. Everything's and you didn't cheap. take them off one, not I, even to bathe. I wore them every single day yeah. for fourteen days. There was one day where we did a hike, and I wore shorts. But besides that, every day walking around, yeah. going to archaeological sites. I, w- I was wearing the white jeans. And now they're a little worse for they're wear, They're fucking huh? destroyed. Yeah, they're destroyed. Um, are, they, are they washed yet, or are they still... I haven't washed them. I'm, see, I'm still debating whether I want to bring... Like, do I want to be the white jeans guy now back in L.A.? Like, sure, they were great for the European expedition. I think, I mean, it's been, like, pretty gloomy lately. So I, I think know. if you busted out the white jeans, it would look a little odd. I'm back in L.A. It's super overcast and gray. I'm like, now's not the time. Or you just make them cutoffs. I could. Make I could. Short, I already white, have some white cut-off. shorts. I already have some light jean know, but cutoffs. Wh- but for the white summer. shorts, are just I know. like that's a power. That move. is a power, that's a power move, move that's right a power there. Move. That is. This is like fuck you, man. Look at me. <laughs> uh, it, it felt good though. I mean, I got a lot of shit on him. Uh, the thing about Portugal was I was mostly drinking Vino Verde, which is a white wine. Right. Uh, green, a green wine, technically, but uh, Vino Verde is delicious. It's, it's it's green wine. It's young and fresh. Yeah. Super crisp. Super refreshing. Uh, it wasn't super hot in Portugal. You know, it was like 65, 70. It wasn't like beach weather. It wasn't like scorching. But something about that vino, it was so, it's so crisp. Yeah. It's got a minerality to it. Yeah, the, we would just drink it all day. It's like the Red's Apple Ale of Lisbon, <laughs> I would assume. I, I don't know. I've never had a red, Red's Apple Ale. I don't know. For anyone that. that doesn't know, Carl was also in Red's Apple Ale commercials. I was in a Red's Apple Ale commercial. I played 
at nauseum that I got so sick of it. I was like, I'll never buy this. And who is that really attractive guy on the, on the screen? Oh, wait, that's a car. And what was I wearing in that commercial? An all-white suit. You were wearing an all-white suit and like party glasses and like a keytar? It was, you were like it holding was a Don keytar? Johnson look. Were you? That's, that? where I, that's where I realized that maybe white pants were my calling. I mean, you, you do. I've seen you rock a white suit before. Powerful. The funny Powerful thing is stuff. like... I was like, man, when I get to Italy, everyone will be wearing white jeans and I'll Nobody. fit right in. No one. No one. Gi- Giuseppe and Tony. You saw and occasionally a few girls wearing. I don't think I saw a man wearing white jeans the entire trip. Everyone was looking at you like, who, who is that it guy? It really only felt right when we were on like the Amalfi Coast, yeah. like on the beach. I was like, this feels right. I'm wearing there are more white tourists But there. in Rome, it was like, who is this guy? I also was, I usually wore a white t-shirt too yeah. and white shoes. So you were all white, everything. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it worked for me. Look like a progressive milkman. <laughs> no, I look like a, a cool guy who's here to drink some breakfast wine. As long, I mean, if you had white sunglasses on, it would have completed the no, ensemble. No, that was too much. I was wearing regular sunglasses. White sunglasses, that's too much. You want to be like completely monochromatic? No, I, no. That's, that's, that's too yeah, much. That, that was your chance to shine, really. It was that, that was the <laughs> contrast for the entire outfit. It was funny, though. I, bought, I also bought new white shoes and they're destroyed they're destroyed i dropped yeah. like a drink on them like the first day <laughs> they're just like oh wow this is terrible like, oh, well there, there the goes. all white outfit i don't know i don't know how these guys i don't know i guess andrew wk how always does, looks kind of dirty yeah. that's like part of his but thing like, like puff daddy you know he, wears, he likes, he likes the yeah, whole but white puff daddy can just throw away an outfit and get a new one day after day Puffy does not need to rewear. I wonder anything. who gets puff daddy's like hand-me-downs isn't there like another guy out there you that think he's frozen to white? his crew yeah, I would like to think that he kicks it back to somebody. What is he going to do? He's like backing up a truck to Goodwill. Right. Well, yeah, I, I feel like, uh, you know, when you're a rapper and, and you want to wear white, you just... Actually, a guy who... He's one of the only rappers I follow on Instagram. His name's OT Genesis. If you're unfamiliar oh, with yeah, his body yeah. work, he's the I'm in love with the cocoa yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baking soda. Cut I got it. baking soda, yeah. Baking soda. I got baking soda. Yeah, that's um, a- everybody mad. Great new song. Beyonce I, danced to I, it I am actually... Coachella. That, that is... Uh, this, that is really weird. To f- that is like the weird, a weird thing to follow for you. Like it's like all no, food. You know why? Because OT he Genesis. does great food content on his Instagram stories. Does he really? He's obsessed with food. He's funny. He's like sitting there having like a fucking tasting menu, and he's like, he gets so excited. This is so good. He'll be at a restaurant, and he'll just be like, he'll just be storing all his food, and I'm like, I can relate to this. This is relatable content. To this me. guy. I he's like also guy. really funny, and he uh, and he'll wear the white jeans, white tee, white shoes combo, and he looks great because he's in love with the cocoa. He's in love with the goddamn cocoa. With- well, I mean, so you, so since when you were there, you ate a lot of what? Uh-huh. I would assume that you ate a lot of seafood. You're in the Mediterranean. Sure, there's a bounty. I of ate it. so well. I mean, it it was it was crazy. First of all, Lisbon's great. Portugal is amazing. Um, it was a lot like Spain in a lot of ways, but also also different in a lot of yeah. ways. And Looked very cute and quaint. You know, Spain, photos on TripAdvisor. You know, Spain is my fave. Yeah. Uh, and after Big this Spain trip, guy. I'm realizing maybe I'm an Iberophile. Yeah. I don't know if that's a term, but maybe I just made it up. Uh, yeah. No, let's because just say that you I made it up. I fucking love Portugal too. Lisbon's amazing. It's super cool. Like it's very hilly. There's cobblestone streets everywhere. It's very charming. There's streetcars. They Kinda do call it the like San, They call it the San Francisco. It, of, it has of, an SF yeah. vibe. All the houses are tile. You know, they're big on tile. There's all these okay. pattern, cool tile. Food wise, big on seafood. So, you know, eating a ton of fucking sardines, eating a ton of anchovies. They also love pork, though. The pork right, cheek yeah. was big. Uh, they're not as crazy about ham as the Spanish are, but there was ham. Okay. So I was, eat- I was eating ham. You were eating ham. So they have, uh, like, their version of tapas is patiscos, 
which and so it's just like it's that tapas culture it's, it's, it's very small similar to spain yeah. it's just like small bites you're you're eating olives you're having a ham plate you're eating good seafood you're fucking drinking great wine i mean it's it's that laid back i mean it's not even on the mediterranean obviously but it's like just so chill. it's that pace of life it's so very chill, chill. um the, the, like they love wine you know they love food that's it's like an integral part of their culture so i was like i was just like I was just fucking loving it because we would just walk around and then it would just be like, yeah, you pop into a little fucking your little t- taverna. You fucking yeah. you have a glass I mean, of wine. You, you got to have, you got to because I saw your I follow you, mm-hmm. by the way, just like, yeah. you know, I follow you on Instagram. If you're not following me yeah. at Carl Hess, you're really missing out. I actually follow you on it. We're not just right. co-hosts. We're, we're actual, actual friends. friends. We're actual friends. This isn't all just an act. Yeah, people. this isn't just an act. But uh, I saw like you were you're like. There's this like rest stop, and they're cooking steaks to okay. order. Well, that was and in they're Italy. Doing this, that was in Italy. Well, yeah, but still part of the trip. It, it, there's something about like, like you know, in America we have great food culture, and we have people who are obsessed with food. But it's there's something about the culture there where like just like love of food is so ingrained, and not even that. It's just like the quality, like like the one that you were referring to. We were yeah. in. We were driving outside of Rome and we stopped at like a, just a highway rest stop, like a place in the States that would be like just fast food and like a Starbucks. Right. And like it blew my mind, the food they had there. First of all, it was gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeously prepared salads. There was a fresh pasta station. There was a dude waiting to and, cook. And he's not sitting there like uh, Alfredo or pesto. It, it, and he's dude, like a high school There was dropout. a cooler of steaks that were cooked to order. You pick out your steak and they like th- this was a fucking... Highway rest stop. Yeah. I was blown away. No, that, that seems unbelievable. It just had the importance of food and the quality, like the, yeah. how important they quality is They care so much. Yeah, they care, they care about that as much as they care about almost like their significant others. It's like, well, you know, you, it's not just like a job or it's not just something that like feeds people on, or on, the, ho- on the side of a highway. It's like, nah, man, like this, yeah. is, this is really, really, really important yeah. to us. And I feel like, you, you know, you look France, Spain, Italy, like the older See, food culture. That's how I feel when I get a, like when there's a rest stop and it's just an in and out. And I'm like, I feel like this is <laughs> this is important. This, like you guys get they're it. Really respecting this, they're really respecting it. But you go to one and it's like a Wendy's no. and a Burger King and a McDonald's like, oh, fuck. You no, guys. you get excited when you see in and out oh, yeah. off the off the freeway on a rest or stop. Or it's just like you're hungry and you're just like keep going and going and going. And you like pass like a McDonald's. And like, I'm going to just like take take it a little further. Further, huh. it's like Kramer pushing the car as far as he can. Right. Go. Like I'm gonna push my hunger to see <laughs> if I can find an in and out by the time I run out of gas. You clasp hands with yeah. your passenger. <laughs> We're not stopping him in the, at this McDonald's. We're going. We're gonna find at least a <laughs> Wendy's. We're gonna push it. it. I mean, yeah, I just the respect for food and and the food culture. It really plus just like the love of wine, you know, because it's like that's where like wine, you know, wine drinking culture arose with the Greeks and the Romans. Like the, yeah. me, the Mediterranean world, you're, you're, that's the wine drinking culture. You're, com, you're of coming the world. home. If we had a switchboard, you'd play that, they that just, coming home song. They just from a fucking, years ago. they just love wine and they love fucking taking it easy. And you, but see, you don't want to move there. You want to bring those sensibilities here. I, you know, I could see. I was following uh, this one American food writer who lives in Rome. Shout out to Katie Parla on Instagram. Uh, she's a great follow. Um, just you know, to see where she's eating, got a lot of good recommendations from her, but. You know, I, I, th- I thought about that, like being an expat living in a place like Rome or Lisbon. Yeah. And like, I feel like I could do it, but I wouldn't want to do it on a permanent basis. Okay. Like, I feel like I would be so happy leaving the United States. I think about this all the time. But it's also like, you know, 
at a certain point, you know, we're we're not young men anymore. <laughs> you you think about your future and putting down roots and where you know where you want to spend the rest of your of, life. Uh, of when Homer like Homer up and gets uh, he he takes that job. For global core, yes, exactly. The Scorpio episode, yeah, the Scorpio episode. And Marge is like, Homer, you can't like just like up and do that. We have roots here. Bart's lawyer is here. (laughs) Bart's lawyer, and I love how that was the that was like the definitive thing. That was the first thing on her mind. Like, we have roots in this town. (laughs) For example. Our eight-year-old or a ten-year-old son's lawyer lives here. I love the part where and he's like, not a good lawyer because it's like, always Lionel Hutz. They're heading out of town, and he's like, "I'm gonna miss this place." And he's like, "Dad, I thought you hated me." He's like, "Oh yeah, so long, Stinktown." <laughs> Dude, I could say "so long, Stinktown" to the United States so fast. Or or uh, get out of Bumtown, you no talent bum. Get out of Bumtown, you no talent bum. Another great a great app. I mean, I love L.A. I love coming back here. It's great. I've I've I. I would live here for the rest of my life, and I pretty much plan to. But also, like, God, living in Rome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Living that lifestyle? That would be fucking awesome. I mean, you'd have to, like, figure out what you would do. Obviously, if you're, like, a food writer living in yeah. Rome, you're in, like, fucking paradise. So do you eat a lot of Roman-style pizza? Uh, you know, I ate less pizza and pasta than I thought. I was really focused on the Rome stuff that you get in Rome. So it's like, obviously there's great pizza, pasta, gelato everywhere, but like the stuff that... It's the soup, salad, and breadstick right, combo exactly. that, that that Olive Garden took from there right, and exactly. really brought the over... Traditional never-ending yeah, breadsticks bread, yeah. were what I was focusing on. That's what on. you were really experiencing. It wasn't pizza, pasta, it was soup, salad, and breadsticks. <laughs> right. You should taste their Italian dressing. Oh, buddy. There they just call it dressing. Dressing. <laughs> the, the main, like, like very Roman things that I, I really dug into was uh, they're obsessed with artichoke. They're obsessed with anchovies, both fresh and lightly fried. And uh, they're obsessed with oxtail. So oxtail... Ro- I heard like potatoes also a big thing over Pota- there. Yeah, yeah, yeah pot- potatoes. Like, potatoes. Like huge, huge. For sure. Yeah. Um, like on pizza and shit. Oxtail, I, I didn't really know that was a Roman thing. Yeah, like Oxtail Roman style is just in like a simple red sauce. Uh-huh. So fucking good. Okay. I mean, I've always liked that part of the animal where it's like, super tender and you got the bones yeah. and you're gnawing on it i mean that and just like a rich sauce is a great great dish i had that a bunch of times at different trattorias and it was always super satisfying uh artichokes i never been a huge fan of because i feel like every time i've had them in the states you're doing the thing where you're, you're doing the that big yeah, globe artichoke and you're where like you're scraping like, with your and teeth it's just like, and it's like lemon butter or something yeah. that you dip into no and it's like the best like baby artichokes that you turn like you, and you can you roast them, you eat them whole. Those are great. Oh my They're god! Just a, it's just a lot of work. Rome changed my whole shit on artichokes. The, they'll fry whole ones. They'll have huge ones. They'll have like small ones. We had salads where. So could we be, just call you a choke daddy now? Uh, I don't know about that. Actually, car, carciofa is yeah. is the Italian for for chokes, and I want to start seeing if I can cook it like that. I mean. You would get these huge roasted ones that were super tender and you could cut right into them. And then the fried ones were awesome. We had these salads where there would be like shaved raw artichokes on top and then cooked artichokes in the salad. Uh It was was great. I mean, when you can eat the whole thing and it's really tender, I I love that. Scraping scraping leaves with my teeth. I don't have time for that. Yeah. That's like peel and eat shrimp. That's like the vegetable Uh, peel and eat shrimp. You don't want to do that. Just give me the shrimp. I'll fuck with peel and eat shrimp though. Uh, I feel like that's something you have to do and you're drinking a lot of beer or something and like you have french fries so you're happy. I have to, speaking of shrimp, I'm all over the place but I have to talk about this place because it is probably the best, one of the best seafood experiences of my life. Famous place in Lisbon. Like Bourdain went there. Okay. It's super touristy. It's super packed. Bourdain also, approved? Oh man. But it's also like 
you know, Legit. locals go there too. Yeah. Like it's it's renowned. It's called Ramiro, Cervejeria Ramiro, and it's all seafood. And it, it was just like fucking unbelievable. Like just and super simple. Like best clams I've ever had. Just like a nice bottle of uh, of vino verde. Huge fucking tiger prawns, just cut down the middle and grilled. Mm. I mean, they gave you like little mallets at the table. I love little mallets. We got a whole we got a whole crab, and then they served the shell with the like the innards. So they just like mix the innards and cook them. It's yeah. not like it's not like they add anything. Yeah, it's just but then it's all mixed. Did they up. give you like lemon or something on the side? No, that you can, like throw in there. Well, there's some lemon, but yeah. like you don't even need it. And then you're like smashing shit with a mallet. There's like business guys wearing beard like bibs because everyone's just getting yeah. real messy. I just think that type of seafood experience, it's like, you know, if you go to a place in LA, like boiling crab. And yeah, spring, right. Like, but it was, it was like even better. It was, it was so, magical. It was so much better. Yeah. And I don't know. I know you don't love seafood like I do, but like. I still, I like seafood, man. I don't, I, I don't like cooked fish. Mm. Not a big cooked fish guy. Well, then you would hate the national pastime of Portugal, which is eating cod. They're fucking obsessed with cod. Yeah. Um, just like parts of Spain where you see it everywhere, bacalao, it's fucking everywhere. Cod is a demi- demigod, demigod there. <laughs> it, a- cod is super important, obviously, because of like their, you know, their maritime, cod. like, fishing culture they're just like cod is what sustain them a smelly lisbonian fisherman (laughs) fuck those guys (laughs) you know what what i ate so much octopus there and that was really my fave like eating octopus in lisbon was amazing i had some of the best octopus i've ever had like super tender or just every just just like really good octopus and and, you know the more i read about octopus and how smart they are i'm like kind of sucks that we're eating them but like also, you're delicious. Dude, a, a, a fucking scientific study came out last week about, it was like 33 scientists about how they think the genetic code of octopus is so advanced that they didn't invo- evolve from other creatures on Earth and that they think that it might have like come space? extraterrestrial origin. Well, they These are, are like, re- this is like a respected peer reviewed well, scientific they, they are, article. They are, they are quite bright. I it's mean, crazy. Like, yeah. I read that article and I was like, damn, we could be eating delicious aliens but th- that's the thing they're so good it's like you know we eat pigs pigs are exceedingly smart you know yeah maybe it's i don't know they are delicious some of the best octo i've ever had for sure um but yeah we actually the one cod dish that i thought was amazing was this traditional dish called abrash which was like a hash okay. so it was like crispy thinly sliced potatoes okay all egg yolk. No, I don't think any white. Just I, I mean, all I'm yolk. I'm on board. I'm on board and right now. cod. Like all mixed together. Well, like egg yolk, like raw egg yolk? Just like kind of. Well, it was like a scramble. It was like oh, almost okay. like a hash, but it was super, was it super like, Was it rich. salty at all? Like It was salty, but yeah. but balanced. Okay. The one the one version I had had like dehydrated like olives on top. It was at like a nice place. Like okay. dehydrated olives and like herbs. But it was basically just like a potato and egg yolk hash with cod. And it was so fucking, so heavy. Yeah. Like I was, we were going to order all this stuff and then we ate that and it was just like, oh, I just ate like two pounds of potatoes. You're like, mm, that was delicious. It was, fu- it was fucking great. I mean, I, I'm surprised I didn't gain a crazy amount of weight. I'm surprised too. I was actually kind of hoping for that because then I could finally be the like taut, <laughs> attractive one. Well, I mean, Rome, like if you want to go carb crazy in Rome, you can. Uh, I definitely had a good amount of pizza. I didn't eat a ton of pasta, but the pasta I ate 
was fucking fantastic. You got to make pasta too. I mean, uh, you had like a like I a did. Tuscan like we went under to, the Tuscan sun experience. Yes, we, in Campania we went to what they call an agriturismo. This place was a farm and a restaurant and an inn and it was uh you know, we had a private class with a chef. We made mozzarella, we made mm. fresh pasta, we made mm. ravioli. I mean, it was you did the finger thing there, didn't you? I did the fucking you did finger, the finger thing. thing. So, yeah. Dude, I was by like I would get some wine in me and I would just start doing like Sopranos level <laughs> fingers. Like, oh, oh, this, oh it's a fucking mm. Mm. I, and I, you know, my people Italian, are starting calling you Don Carl. I, I don't have any Italian. Grazie mille is like a yeah. thousand thanks. Is so, it? Like, okay. Anytime people bring me great food, just like grazie mille, grazie. Like, grazie. They're like you can just say grazie. It's uh, okay. No, no, I'm saying grazie. I, mille I gotta say mille. I'm very, very happy. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I've watched, I've watched chefs make a ton of pasta. I've watched, I watched the boys yeah. at the Wallace do it many a time. I got to say uh, so much respect finally doing it start to finish myself, which I'd never really done. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's fucking hard to do. It's hard. And like, you have to under, like, you have to understand like, you know, the firmness or softness of the dough and the temperatures and stuff like things that are way beyond what I actually know, like things I know, but I don't know. Cause I haven't like really immersed myself in pasta making. Right. I can make pasta. Right. It's, it's fine, but it's not like, would you say your guys at the Wallace who make it day and day out are better than you? No, because we're all, I would say that every, like, because we're making pasta the way that we make it at the restaurant. So we all know how to make it the same. I mean, there are certain people that understand it and could do it faster or more efficiently or whatever, but like, you really need to like work at a place that just does right. pasta. Like I, sure. I would assume a line cook that, or that works at Felix or like a sous chef that works there has a better understanding of pasta than somebody that works for me. But it's a, it's a nice skill to have to be able to just make fresh pasta. It was, it was so People fun. aren't going to be impressed no matter what. It's like making fresh pizza. Like, it really You is. make it at your house and people are like, holy shit, this people is really great. And you could be like, haha, it's not that good. It's, it's really, there's a difference. Plus in that southern region, Campania, they use... Um, olive oil instead of eggs to make mm-hmm. the pasta dough, and it was you could taste it. I mean, it was fucking good. It was. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's a lot of pasta dough, just flour and water. Huh. Yeah, no, no it, eggs. Italy is very into like the regionalism of yeah. like, every part, every little town. There's, there's so like the thing about pasta is there's like there's so many different kinds. So like and like ones that you would be like are ultra specific to like a very very small part of a very very small region. Right. It has like crazy names and they they look like a shark's fin with like right. a little bit of syphilis on it and you're like what is that? And you're like I don't fucking a know. A little bit of syphilis yeah, on it. Yeah, you know it. like little bumps. I would you never you, <laughs> It looks like a disease fin. It, pretty much. Yeah. There, I mean there are but and there are crazy fucking things, you know, like um but you have, right. you, have you? I'm sure you've gone to a Italian restaurant. And you're like, I don't know. What I that don't means. know what that is. I don't know what that is. The one thing that I was super surprised about that I didn't realize was so Italian was stuffed zucchini blossoms. These were fucking everywhere. Yeah, they were so good. So oh, they're great. The best one I had was it was so Roman. It was zucchini blossoms stuffed with oxtail. Ooh, and they're you know they're lightly fried, right? And then covered in a cheese sauce. That sounds great. It was it was one of the best things I ate. That sounds great. It was so fucking. good. I could eat twenty of those. I almost did. Yeah, there you I go. I had like five because they were expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was this place in Rome. It's called Roccioli. It's a salumeria and vineria. I'm probably saying all of those wrong. So you're it's doing, basically you're doing a good job though. You're it's basically a it. meat store and a wine store and a restaurant. Okay. And this family is like, they're like a famous like baking family. They have another like bakery down the way, but this was like their, this is like their store and restaurant. And it is, it is just like, there's a whole ham menu. 
there's a whole cheese menu. There you go. Like there's multiple rooms. There's like a downstairs cellar. There's like the bar. The guy's got like eight hams up on the counter. Oh shit. I was like, this is, I went there three times. I was like, this is my favorite yeah. place I've ever been. The food was just insane. I mean, yeah. it was so one thing there, I guess this is like, uh, like Piemonte, like in the North of Italy, I guess it's that style, like uh, Piemonte style. It's entree sized. Uh, tartare slash carpaccio you would see on these menus. It's like usually you see a tartare tartar, or carpaccio. Tartar, it's like yeah. it's an appetizer. Yeah, it's a smaller plate. This was like a meat. Like this was under the. It was like main uh, course. Can I have the uh, tartare, please? I mean, yeah, yes. Do you want the uh, sixteen ounce or the twenty ounce version? You're like what? I mean, I'm in the land of entree size tartare and carpaccio, and I couldn't have been happier. This Piedmont style uh, car- carpaccio. It it was super simple. Just. Super great meat, mm-hmm. uh, tuna sauce, like tonado, like tonado, but like almost like a like the texture of like a Dijon. It was very creamy. It wasn't like okay. thick at all. Okay, uh, but and not like super tuna y. Like okay. kind of lightly flavored, but a nice umami. Okay, and then just fresh herbs on top. There's a picture of it on my Instagram. It was I gotta say it's like one of the best things I've eaten in Damn. a long. Just like the freshness. The flavor, it was just like, it, it blew me away. All right, so you were eating a bunch of great food. You had a good time, blah, right, blah, blah, sure. European love, loveliness. White jeans. What did you around. miss about Los Angeles? What did you miss when uh, you were there? I really, for two weeks. I really didn't think about it. Really? You were I just really, like, <sighs> well, I missed you. I missed you too. Thank you. <laughs> but you can't eat me. I mean, I, I think two weeks is a, is a good amount of time for a trip. I, I definitely wasn't. But you, like, you didn't have a burger while you were gone. I don't need a burger. But burgers are good. I am. I'll have a burger when I come back. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like I, I would, I would have stayed. I, I mean, two weeks is like I'm always happy to come home. Two right. weeks was a good amount of time, but like I was, I'll just stay in Rome for like a month. Just like, fuck that. <laughs> it's uh, so fucking rad there. Uh, you know that place I just told you about that just had ham and cheese. I could have lived there. Oh my god. Uh, I got to mention this other place. It's like this legendary pizza place. So. It's called Pizzarium, and it's by Bonchi. I guess they have like a couple bakeries, okay. and they're like another like big baking family. But so this place, you know, there's pizzas everywhere in Rome, like n- like the places that are opening in LA, like uh, Triple Beam in Highland Park, Nancy Silverton's. Yeah. It's Roman style. It's right. large rectangular pies. They sell it by weight. So when you order, they cut it with scissors, and they weigh your slice, and that's, okay. that's how you get it. Which is so great. You, I love it. You roll into this place. It's fucking bonkers packed, and it's open all day. It's always packed. You go in. There's all these pies. People are jostling. You grab a number, and the, the pies, like it's super non-traditional. Okay. Like, like the pies had crazy fucking toppings, like chicory and sausage and like ham and fava beans. The best one was... The whole pizza was covered in mortadella. It looked like a pile of mortadella. And underneath it was like thinly sliced onions and like a cream cheese. There's no red sauce. Unbelievable. There was one that was just red so sauce. It's like a bagel, like a breakfast leg. But it's on amazing pizza bread. Yeah. There was one that was just red sauce, anchovies, and olives with herbs. No cheese. So fucking good. Yeah. And then, you know, there was like more, there was ones with cheese. There was ones with mushrooms. Like there was ones just covered in roast beef, like tons of meats. Damn. It, uh, it was the best pizza I ever had. I mean, in, in a non-traditional way. Right. I mean, we got a classic tomato pie that was just, you know, no cheese, just tomato. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, we, it, they didn't have just like a, a regular margarita. Okay. But like in terms of non-traditional, and like there's no tables. Like people are just eating outside on, there's like a couple like little tables and yeah. people are standing and you can drink natural wine and they yeah. have great beer. It was just like, you know, like you felt like you were like, oh, doing it like a roman does 
I'm finally living the way that I've those were the, to Those live. were the times because I really like tracked down, like I really did the food research in Rome. Like when we'd be in a restaurant and be like, oh, we're like the only non-Italian people in here. <laughs> That's when I knew I was like, fuck yes. Everyone looks at you like, mm, I don't know about these guys. We did kind of have a moment where we walked into this one and like everyone was like, mm, these guys. These guys with toothpicks just like it was a, lo- it their was teeth, a local spot. I mean, I'm sure we weren't the only non-Italians there, but like. There was a moment we like we kind of got eyed as we rolled in, like, oh, okay, they know what's up. I was like, yeah, that's right. I did my research. Fucking Italians, they, yeah, dude, Italians, Italians know how to live life, man. I gotta say, just a lot of espresso, a lot of wine, and a lot of good food. There you go, and a lot of walking, ton of walking, ton of walking. I think that's th- how you didn't gain exactly. Some the only thing that kept me from getting gout and <laughs> gaining fifteen pounds was we would literally walk five miles every day. Oh. That's way too much. So much walking. That's too much. And walking. Lisbon is so hilly, and we walked yeah. all day. Hey. I mean, we were just we were just nonstop walking. I mean, you know, there was a great subway system in Lisbon. We take the train, right? Uh, you know, but we were like walking up to castles. You know, you're putting in putting in the steps. Well, t- you heard it here, guys. Go to Lisbon. You'll you'll walk a lot, eat a bunch of seafood, and it'll kind of even itself yeah. out. But I'm glad to be back in LA. It's good to have um, you back. We're going to Bavel this Friday. We are going to Bavel. So this we Friday. got that to look forward to. I'm right back. I'm right back in it. Right back in the saddle. I don't know whether I'm going to become a white jeans guy this summer or not. That's still up in the air. I th- I think you will actually. I think it's just gonna be. Like you're gonna start wearing gray jeans, and then it'll be like, Carl, what's uh, what's going on? And you're well, like, I'm gonna wash. Don't worry about it. I'm gonna, gonna wash go. these jeans. I'm gonna see if they if how dirty they still are. Yeah. There's some Campari staining. I was oh, drinking a lot of Campari yeah. and sodas. Oh, I, was a, I was a real Roman boy. It sounds like it, man. I was, Jeez, I was, besides wine, the only the only other thing I drank was Campari and soda. <laughs> uh, dude, it, Italy is the place to wear white jeans, but it's also the land of wine and sauce. Both natural enemies of the white jeans. So it's, it's a dangerous game. It is. You're, it's a delicate balance that you have to. It's a very delicate balance. You have to ask for like a, like, a, like a towel for your lap instead of a napkin. You're just like, I just need a protective or like a poncho. <laughs> like fucking Americans. Ooh, fucking Americans spilling. So- Who's this fucking motherfucker in stained white jeans walking around yelling about fucking ham menus? <laughs> I didn't eat. I, I actually I ate a fair amount of ham in Italy. I was about to say I ate more ham in Lisbon, but it's a toss up. You would get like the the cheese was I mean best cheese ever. Yeah. You get this buffalo mozzarella, and it would just be the best, but it would come covered in ham. So the dish would arrive at the table, and it would just look like mounds of ham, ham yeah. and then it was just like moths like tucked into a cozy ham blanket. And is it just like just is there any sleeping like oil or salt no, on it? No, it's just that's it. That's it. With bread? And it would be the best. But then there was fancier preparations. Like, there'd be, like, buffalo mozzarella, and they would, like, cut slits in it, and then they would, like, stuff the slits with sun-dried tomatoes, and then, like, you know, that Roscioli place had, like, basil oil spheres, like, yeah. on top. And it was... Just the cheese was... Incredible. And you know I'm I'm coming down more of a meat guy than a cheese guy, but the cheese was... Every every bite was just like, this is out of control. Yeah. I could live on meat and just... just like I said out of control cheese, yeah. a lot. Like, I became Guy Fieri trying to describe... Like, this is, this out, is of out of control. This is out of control. And your parents were just like, Carl, it's... I mean, there's a reason Guy Fieri has codified a language to talk about flavor that is out of bounds. Because yeah. it works. It works. Because no. these are the terms you need when you're dealing with flavors that are that off the charts. So next time you're at like dinner and like people are like your waiter at checks in on you and's like, uh, how was everything tonight, sir? And you're like, it was off the chain, off the chain. It was crazy. Did you put donkey sauce on this? It was so flavorful. I want to buy eleven separate vehicles and have them all painted yellow. That's how good this is.
that that is a ringing endorsement. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. Uh, but it is good to be back, and we have a lot to look forward to. We really I, do. And I think that's an effortless segue into our guest for today, who's going to tell us what exactly we should be excited about in Los Angeles this summer. Our guest today is Mr. Farley Elliott, senior editor at Eater Los Angeles. Farley, welcome to the show. Woo! Top 15 guests. Look at this Wait, guy. Wait, first of all. No, man, I think you're top 10. Top 10. Okay. First of all. Are you a fringe guy? First you know? repeat guest. You, oh, wow. First repeat Am guest I? ever. Hey. hey. Number one in the repeat game. Hey. He was actually Here the only is. one that wanted to come back. Right, on exactly. The show. Nobody else wanted to do Nobody that. Nobody else wanted to come back on the show. <laughs> well, you know, it's fitting because when it comes to the. Landscape of eating in Los Angeles. I'd, I'd say you're one of the most knowledgeable guys out there. I hope so. So if who I'm doing better, my job right? Yeah. Who better to be a two-time top ten guest on Yelling About Fat Day? Yeah, I keep looking around the room. I mean, first of all, it's very sparsely appointed. Mm-hmm. Second of all, <laughs> not a not a championship two-time belt in sight. No, I'm just which wondering. We'll commission immediately yes, following this podcast. Please episode. do. Oh, you guys wanted to wait for me to get right. here so you could get my likeness. I yeah. get that. Also, get that. as you're looking around the room, please note the very thoughtful and on-brand gift I bought for Joel in. Lisbon. Oh yeah, tuna right. pate. I left it here last time I was here for some. Reason. No, Joel. No, you're taking it and you're uh, gonna eat it. I don't know why. I All right. Well, you don't have to eat it, but it. put it on your mantle. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It is. It is gorgeously wrapped. I did have tuna pate in Lisbon. I I think I've had fish pate before, but I I couldn't recall exactly when. But it was fucking great. If, if you're missing out, bud. If you I, don't I will, eat that, you're fucking listen, missing I, out. I, I will. I will because it's a gift uh-huh. from you. I will eat it. Okay. Or just frame it. And this will be, my understanding is this will be the, f- the first fish you've ever had in ever your life? Had. Yeah, exactly. Never had. The way that Carl makes it sound like <laughs> I like about me and fish is that I'll never, ever All touch right. it or eat it ever. Here's what, here's what Joel just said. He says, I don't like cooked fish. I don't, I that don't eliminates like, like a whole galaxy of seafood. You only like raw seafood? That's crazy. I mean, I eat oysters with you. I eat raw scallops with you. I mean, I, I'll eat like grilled like prawns or something. That's cooked. Like, do you ever go up to like the wilds of Alaska? It's also, but it's also not technically <laughs> fish. Okay. Okay, you're right. You got to go stand in a stream and just wait for a salmon to hit you in the lips. Yeah. That's really going to yeah. be your next move. Joel needs to have... That would a, be my nightmare, by the way. <laughs> Joel needs to have... absolute fucking nightmare. He needs to have a life-changing salmon experience. Yep. I've yeah. had good salmon. It's no, not like, I ha- like I've had shitty salmon, which tastes terrible. No. I've had, like, you put oh, it in your mouth had, like, and you've said, mm, this is good. And then you spit it out into your napkin. I've had good under salmon. The, table. the way you're talking about it, you've obviously never had an LCSE, a life-changing salmon experience. There you that's go. That's just all there is there to it. There you go. First and of that's all, coming from that's a food not professional. A thing. I don't even know why the hell it's <laughs> Most people I know have LCSEs all oh the time. All you have to do is is capitalize the letters and it's a thing. That's right. That's right. You made it a thing. Well. Good fucking luck. Well, that's still, that's still coming down the line. Yeah. I was just talking a lot about my trip. You just got back from a, 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 a local a California tour. trip. I did, yeah. I, California. I was running around for work up through uh, the the greater middle of the state. Well, middle in like sort of heavy quotations. Anybody who doesn't live in California has no real geographic right. understanding of how long right. this California state is. California is long, folks. It's, it's, it's a 10-hour drive. Yes. San it's Francisco is essentially in the middle, the middle of the state. Right. But what we would call the central coast is San Luis Obispo County, Santa 
Barbara County, Ventura County yeah. that operate kind of a, a lot of the middle between San Francisco and Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So I, I was up there for some work stuff. Gorgeous country. Beautiful country. I went to college Great. up there. Didn't, oh, yeah. he, didn't hesitate to tell every single person I ran into. You're like, I, I, love, I have local roots. I, yeah. I'm a local. I mean, that's, that's really it. All I want to do is seem like I belong. So I'm going to wander this really around. really obscure local reference still around? Yep. Right. Oh, you don't know that? <laughs> oh, is Pete still open? Fries from the place? place? Yeah. I love the place. I love the place. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, we, you know, we, uh, for Eater LA, our coverage area is kind of up through San Luis Obispo, right. out That's to Palm Springs and down Orange County. Part yeah. Of your beat. There's so much to cover locally that we spend most of our time here, but they, they shoot me up there a few times a year, and yeah. it's nice. It just, Rent a car, listen to a lot of podcasts, drive around, hit old spots. Like it's a really, really beautiful country and a really fun time. Oh yeah, yeah. The the one thing I wanted to ask you about, you were eating tri tip mm-hmm. in uh, that's so, so. There's like a regional California barbecue style that most people I don't think know about. Even a lot of people in California might not, but it's called Santa Maria, right? Yeah, Santa Maria style barbecue is sort of a. a total package experience but uh within that the subset that most people would be familiar with would be tri-tip right um and so it it is a a smoked meat product the way Mm. that you would traditionally deal with barbecue but it's not necessarily low and slow it's got a lot of um uh, just grilling that goes on as well so they will smoke over uh, oak usually red oak up there and they've got these big uh what you call box they're not like smokers they're kind of grills but you can raise up and down with chains on the oh, side yeah, to get that. a lot of smoke flavor but also some like grilling and char right and that's like kind of the the standard that you'll see at a lot of places but if you go to say the original hitching post out in casmalia not the one that's in buellton like right off the freeway fuck the one in buellton yeah, yeah. i mean they're brothers they had a lot of disagreements they've since oh, they've since come back enmity. to become friends and everyone knows in buellton the only thing you get is split pea soup right i mean you go to pea soup anderson's duh. and you get the heck out of town chock full of local Refs, but, yes. but you, you, you know the place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Peace Soup Anderson's. I went yeah, to college near there. Yeah, yeah. Put your face through the hole, take yeah. a photo, do the whole thing. Joe still work there. So, the, the original Casmalia one, when you sit down, you basically just order a finished meat meal and you can pick your protein, whether it's a ribeye or a piece of tri tip or chicken or whatever. And then you get everything attached to it. And it's sort of this kind of roadhouse taverny experience. You get a little like mini shrimp cocktail, you get a baked potato, you get a scoop of ice that cream at awesome. the end. And that's maybe a little more the dining experience of like, what you okay. would actually see on the central coast. Okay. Yeah. Is, is it a thing where like barbecue purists from like other established barbecue traditions would be like Santa Maria, that's not fucking barbecue. Uh, grilling. Yeah. That's heresy. <laughs> I think so. You know, yeah, people, I went to Buellton once. It was <laughs> bullshit. It, it, it is much more of a, of a grilling and steak kind of finished product than mm-hmm. it is like a super flabby brisket with right. just like right. running with like rendered fat. It's every not time that I've had fat. it, like driving through that area, it's been fucking great. I love yeah, tri-tip. It's great. Tri-tip is delicious. Yeah. Tri-tip is delicious. Why would anyone shit on tri-tip? I don't know. I don't I, know. It's just that people feel the need to qualify it as not traditional barbecue, barbecue yeah, the way right. you see in Kansas or something. Barbecue has become enshrined in the States. I like how American has just taken over the barbecue culture completely. If you say barbecue, it's like, oh, it's American. Right. It's not well, Korean it's an, barbecue it's or Japanese barbecue or Argentinian barbecue well, right. or Brazilian barbecue. Those don't exist. Yeah, yeah. but America uh, invented barbecue. All that other stuff isn't really barbecue. I mean, Korean mm. barbecue is not barbecue. It's grilling at your table. Right. It's true. Right. But the, the truth is with this uh, Santa Maria style is that it really does have a lot of 
beautiful old historical references kind of buried into it. I mean, this is what was known as ranchero cuisine for the like latter part of the 1800s, where it was people who were living on these huge cattle ranches who were grilling outside and developed a way of smoking and preserving and eating this meat themselves. You go to a lot of these places and they still have like um, um, Portuguese sausage on the menu from the oh. old like Portuguese shipping people. I mean, Shout out to Portugal. It's, it's still this like, very... Yeah, is that cool, linguiça? Linguiça, yeah. yeah I love it's, linguiça. It's still this beautiful cultured thing that like only exists in the small little regional enclave. Uh. And if that's like maybe it's not traditional barbecue, but that's what every other barbecue town in America is trying to get to. So you're tasting get the to history of California, right. right? Exactly. I think a, a tradition that's like that that I would love to explore is the asado tradition in Argentina, mm-hmm. where like the cowboys out on the plains will like they stake up those big carcasses yeah. around yeah. huge fires. Like that's kind of like an indigenous barbecue, yes, like tradition. I would love that, like, and I'm fascinated with Mongolia. That's like one of the only places that still has yeah, like an they, active they cowboy culture, a, a ton of outdoor ground. And they only have like a hundred miles of paved roads in the entire country, wow. and it's all in Ulaanbaatar. Wow. Everything else is just like dirt roads and hills. It's fascinating. I've heard Ulaanbaatar awesome. is beautiful this time. Yeah. <laughs> I would fucking love to go to Mongolia. Highly recommend. But when you see Mongolian barbecue, like restaurants in the states, it's not really. Barbecue. No, not it, it's, it's like, not really at all. No, it's just it's, it's like, like a stir fry. It's kind, yeah, it's kind of just like a it's like a big tepon table. It's right. a round tepon table. Yeah, right. but it's fucking great. But right. that's not really barbecue. No, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're not like calling Benihana barbecue. Yeah, and they're not uh, doing like fermented yak's milk and stuff that yeah. you're actually seeing in Mongolia. I was thinking about this. I was driving back from Idlewild the other day, and I saw like a Benihana like in the middle of nowhere in really some shit to town, there. and I was like. Where do they get the guys for that Benihana? Like, yeah, are the yeah. dudes there terrible, or does Benihana like send out guys? Who are like, I'm sorry, you gotta go work it, at this no, one for just a while. Like they're doing, they're doing all the tricks, and they're like, huh, missed that one. Yeah, <laughs> missed that one too. Or does Benihana sorry, just guys, have like, you got Jimmy? Right, he throws the shrimp into his hat, it misses, and hits someone at they're another like, table. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry There's a lot of apologies at that Benihana. I've actually been been quite enthralled with Benihana lately because I've seen a few people go. For multiple for various reasons, right. and I'm like, I haven't gone to one in like 20 years. Yeah, I, I really, really want to go. It's been a while, I, and I, I gotta say, it, Benihana is a super fun experience. And if it wasn't for Benihana, we wouldn't have famous DJ Steve Aoki. And, and <laughs> think Very of a true. world. That's true. And think of a world without, without Steve, Steve Aoki. Aoki. I don't want to. No, it's just like a bunch of people holding hands with a rainbow behind them, like world peace. <laughs> Trump's not exists. president. Trump's not president. There's peace in the Middle East. There's like really that, and it's like just wow. that one yeah. thing. It's it's that butterfly one effect. Butterfly yeah. effect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we should all go to Benihana for lunch. I would be. I would actually do that. When was the last time you've been to Benihana? Well, uh, in. The, the last time that I was home in upstate New York, really small town, Watertown, New York is kind of the one town of any size in Jefferson County. Shout out to York. upstate New York. Shout out to upstate New York. Um, it's not even upstate. We call it northern New York because upstate people think it's right. just like Different. an hour outside of the city. Albany. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Idiots. Right. Anyways. So Steam they country. had like a bootleg Benihana, like teppanyaki place that had just opened. And okay. Watertown's 25,000, 30,000 people. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. So my family, a bunch of us all went. And it was exactly what you're talking about, where the guy was just like, not on point. The skills weren't there. <laughs> He's just like, mulligan. Yep. Mulligan. Yeah. The onion well, volcano doesn't erupt. Yep. He's yeah. like, fuck. Yep. Fuck. He like puts more <laughs> juice in it, like still doesn't go. He, you know, he, he just throws the first thing on. He's like, didn't turn on the. Didn't turn it on. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. So I gotta w- warm the grill up real quick, folks. Sorry. <laughs> One of my little brothers is like really into anime right now, and he was like trying to ask like probing Japanese questions. The girl's like, "I'm Korean. I yeah, don't know I what don't. to tell you." Yeah. And at the very end, they go I'm through from Syracuse, and they're trying to like um, 
pop little bits of chicken into your mouth right, right at the end. And then if it's you get it, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all hot. If you get it, you Singes get like a squirt of sake or whatever. <laughs> and they start going around the table and it is progressively getting older. Like my grandmother's at the end, whatever. <laughs> and they keep going around and my grandmother's like, I'm not doing, I'm not doing. And they get to the very end and I have a blind uncle and everyone had to be like, no, 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 no. As no, this no. dude's like lining up a and piece of guy, chicken. And then it's slow motion. It's like, yeah. Dude, no. <laughs> My uncle's like, what's the fuss? Like looking around. But then he like grabs it perfectly. He's like, my sense, my other senses are heightened. Yeah, yeah. He hit it with the chopsticks in midair. Karate kid moment. Yeah, yeah. it with the chopsticks. I could smell it. Yeah, incredible. He almost got nailed. Uh, Well, um, I'm I'm glad you had a fun trip. You're back in LA. We're all back. We're all back. So we're we're thinking about the summer. I mean, you know, it's an exciting time to be in Los Angeles. Uh, what are you looking forward to this summer, restaurant-wise, food event-wise, anything-wise? I mean, we're still like in the midst of, of what is an incredible dining explosion in Los Angeles. Yes. So we've obviously been talking about this for a couple of years now, mm-hmm. right? This idea that like LA is, is really at right. the forefront of like... And we're going to keep talking about it because it, it fucking rules. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But, but you know, and I'm sure, Joel, you could speak to this. Like People think like, oh, the, the dining scene is here. People, places are just going to open in the next three months and then they'll all be open and that'll be great. But it takes so long to find spaces. Yeah. It takes to, forever. To and places money close. To build it out. Places close. Well, not like, only that, you have announcements like tell... Mm-hmm. And right. then that's going to that says it's going to open, and then does it right, and right. and everyone gets really excited for it, yep. and it just never it just doesn't so happen. So yeah. Je- Jessica Coslow was going to be opening a West Side place that was going to be like um, uh, Squirrel. Uh, well, not not really. So it, it was going to be on Barrington, be Middle Eastern near Sawtell. It was going to be more Middle Eastern all day. They were going to do like wood fired bagels and a big oven. She was working with a farm out in right, Malibu right. that was going to be big plans, yeah. ambitious location, exactly. And, and then it and, fell through. Well, through through no fault of her own, she had an existing business relationship with a person. That person had the lease on the building, mm. and um, it, it just it, it's a tricky thing to talk about. But she ultimately um, got word that the business partner wasn't going to be able to continue with the relationship that they had and so had to kind of give up the space and that a lot sucks. of those dreams and the, the farm went with it and a lot of that yeah. sort of stuff so um it's onward and upward for her she's a super positive person she's now looking back on the east side to yeah. make tell happen in a slightly different way yeah, let's do something on the east side yeah, yeah. about the west side stuff ah, on the east side, the west side. <laughs> and they she's got enough stuff. now that i moved over here i'm just like man fuck that place <laughs> right exactly uh she's got a rise on a couple of, of really interesting properties and if they happen they'll certainly be as big if not bigger to yeah. talk about and i come from the world where everything is a story you know, it's it's five six stories a day, five right. days a week, and so content, baby. I know the news never sleeps. The content food media shark never is sleeps. <laughs> news, Newswire, 2018, <laughs> Dateline, I, the I West know, Side. I know that these things <laughs> can be happening. hard. They can be hard to talk about, right? Like sure. if you're a Coslo, it's it's, right. it's yeah, sad. It's embarrassing. You might be money. Like, yeah. uh, you should never feel embarrassed. But I get it. Right. And and so from my perspective, like I was able to sit down with her and have a really frank conversation. And you know, we can talk about this stuff in a positive way because ultimately she is going to get the thing yeah, that she wants. Takes a different manifestation. She's gonna be fine. just fine. Exactly. Obviously, it sucks to see that slip away. I but, drove uh, by Squirrel this morning, and I was just like, "How? Shout out to Squirrel. How is it so? Food's fucking good. That's why. So how is it so good? And how, then how, how is, is it, it so, so busy? Like, like still, like, because it's like so nondescript. I never get the. I never get the Squirrel Rice Bowl though. Oh, uh, it was a it was a favorite of mine for a long time. Now I'm so I mean I've spent a lot of time there. I'm through that menu now where I just go in and order the old school and just I'll get like eggs and sausage and a little bit of bread on the side. Last time I went, I got like a steak and eggs. I think it was on special. It's so fucking good. Yeah, it's great. What's a place that you go to and you don't get the classic order? Ooh, um, 
it, that's interesting. I mean, there's so many new places that I spend time at that there isn't really a classic order yet. But like, I went to Major Domo and the first time it's like you're gonna get that right. short. You gotta, you gotta, get you gotta do that. I went there and, and they were out of it. it. Yeah, and I, they were out of it. Yeah, you, you now they have to order in advance. Hey, I will Dave, say maybe get enough ribs on deck. <laughs> there, bud. I will say I go to Elemento and and all, most of the time I don't get the tortellini and bread. Oh, um, which I like. I like the shout out to Elemento and shout out to Zach. Someone told me that his voice is exactly like my voice. Is yeah, that you, you got. Yeah. You, you got, got a booming, booming. Is voices? that? Is that is he, I've never heard him talk. Yeah, you got a sultry, similar okay. thing going. We got to get him on the pod for sure. Voice doppelganger, um, Zach. Yeah, but in terms of other big projects that are coming, things I'm super excited about. I mean, number one on the list probably has to be Tartine at the row. Like it is taking. This is so hyped. Yeah, it's so hyped. It's so hyped. It's but, gonna be impossible to get in. No, it's so it's, it's, it's so huge. big. It's so Gigantic. so big. Okay, so Joel and I went down to Row DTLA yesterday, which yes. is a huge development down in the arts district. It's basically going to be like a food mall outdoor situation. It's where it's the old American Apparel Factory huge. was. We went to the new Rappahattock Oyster Bar. Shout out to Nick Irvin, great little spot. And uh, PCP that's now headed by Rhea Dolly. Yes. Uh, fucking great. Great. Lamb sandwich. Mm-hmm. Huge. Shout out Love to Rhea. Uh, that lamb sandwich was fucking fantastic. Yeah. So Tartine is obviously uh, SF Powerhouse. Yes. And they're opening down there and it's going to be a big deal. And they're taking over most if not all of the ground floor of one of the primary buildings right up by that big new parking garage. And it's the construction is still underway, but they're moving pretty quickly. Yeah. And not only do you have Chad Robertson and all those things that you get at Tartine Manufactory where it's coffee and bread and all day service and ice cream, but you're also going to have Chris Bianco from Phoenix who's like a oh, legendary right. pizzaolo. Yeah, like an, an incredible world-renowned pizza guy. How did the best pizza the guy ever end up in Phoenix. Yeah. He's like a Brooklyn dude too. I think okay. he just He's like moved guy. out for that work and started cooking it himself. And, likes, and he likes the golf. Yeah, 145 degrees. <laughs> well, he's he's open, so he's gonna be serving pizzas in Tartine. Yes, they're okay. doing a joint collab wow. restaurant that, as I far as I know, know will have pizzas. I okay. didn't know that. That's why you're here. Yes, I heard that he was opening his own restaurant, or is that not happening? So that's been on and off the table for a long time. Okay. It's something that we've heard. It's something that a lot of the development people that I talked to have said is definitely happening. Bianco's team is is hesitant to actually confirm it. I right. think they're all like gung ho for Tartine right. first before Bianco with a standalone okay. pizzeria, but. I would bet that it happens. Have you been to his restaurant in Arizona? I used to drive from LA and do like one nighters. So stay overnight, that, go to like a Suns game and what? watch. All right, so it's in yeah. Phoenix. Yes, it's tell in us about Phoenix. this pie because driving. I mean, that's not a short drive. No, no, it's like six hours. Um, it, it's it's just incredible. Like okay. it, it was before you had a ton of really good Neapolitan style right. pizza yeah. in Los Angeles. Right. You could drive six hours, spend the night, make a weekend out of it, and eat amazing, amazing pizza. Wow. I mean, we have this is pre Bestia even. Like we have since right. been able to like really up our pizza game sure, especially right. in that Italian style Italian game pizza game is yeah. on the up right I don't know that I would do the drive anymore right. but I'm also not a person who's ever been afraid of just like having that road trip experience going out for the food thing right. waiting in line at Howland Rays any of that kind of stuff Respect. I'm fine with it well, now that I've just gotten back from Naples and eaten my share of classic <laughs> Neapolitan. You want to do, do a, a one-day road? Uh, you know, I'm going to have a lot of strong opinions about pizza. I'm going to put on my white jeans, be throwing around uh, pictures that I took a pizza. Hang on. I, want to, I just want to be clear. A, a white man goes to a place once and now has strong opinions about it forever? I know. Shocking. Shock. This is unreal. Shocking. You know what's crazy about Naples? The mafia like runs. Like The mafia is like, very strong. It's like where the mafia started. Like yeah. Southern Italy, the mafia is still like very powerful. And did you did you hear about that or feel that in some specific way yes, while you were there? You had a lot of locals talk about it. Like the like we had a driver from the train station, and he was like, 
He's like, love Naples, but mafia, mafia. It's bad. <laughs> he was, he was like, it's like Chicago out here. He's like, like mafia bad. Like he, was, uh, yeah, he was like, like, uh, pizza good. You know, likening it to like the Al Capone days of wow. Chicago. Like it's, it's intense. Huh. Uh, and it's, it's not like you know, it's obviously like real serious and it sucks. But uh, they love pizza and they have yeah, great pizza, so that's a, that's, <laughs> so a that's a reason to go. That's a positive thing. So what else? What else is uh, coming up? Uh, yeah, Simone Jessica Largi's project. Oh, that's right. She was. Um, Running the kitchen at, at Manresa for a long time, and now she's doing a, a really, really what looks to be a beautiful project. So, in so the more arts SF district. people coming down. More SF people coming down, but she's like, uh, she's the real deal. I mean, yeah. she's and taking her time with the project, which I think you you don't often see people yeah, want to open up. Announced quite some time ago, right? But she's she's doing a lot of interesting initiatives, just even beyond the restaurant. I mean, it's going to be like. There's going to be kind of fine dining elements, but mostly a little casual, kind of like what Bavel is now, where it's upscale, but it's not outrageous. There's going to be a bar program inside that is pretty new and unique. And she's also doing a lot of things for her staff, like uh, mental health training, mandate, mandatory days off. So it, it's a, a big kind of Rubik's Cube to solve. And interesting. Where is that really going to interesting. be? It's in the arts district. So okay. right off like... Uh, God, arts so, district yeah. just doesn't stop. Yeah, I mean, there's there's other stuff coming to the Arts District, too. I mean, Gorilla Tacos is going to be there. That's right. Shout out the to Oda us. The La space across the, from ERB. Right. That's going to open probably within the next couple of months. I'm just going to live, I'm just gonna live at ERB and Gorilla Tacos. Go to Silver Lake Wine. Go to Gorilla Tacos. Yeah, you got Silver go Lake Wine, Bestia, Gorilla Tacos, ERB, Bavel. Pizza Nista. Uh, I mean, yep. what, what else you need? Yeah. And even before you get there, if you're on your way from here, said Moses and Eric Alporn are doing that like big bar and restaurant project inside Union Station. That's right. Yeah. And that's going to have David lunch from the hungry cat so if it's you live in incredible. la and you haven't been to union station it's fucking gorgeous it should be a fucking destination yes i completely agree. so cool in there so it's like it's that la retro shit super art deco beautiful and i and those guys are known for making spaces really really work yeah. well so i'm i'm right. excited for that he's the head of two on three they own many yeah uh, a ton of great some of the best cocktail downtown. bars in america frankly mm-hmm. yeah varnish coals yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, other San Francisco, uh, Daniel Patterson from Alta is coming down. He's doing opening in West Adams. Have you ever eaten at Alta? I never have, but I hear great things. West Adams is on the up. Yeah. yeah. Tony Anow is going to be putting a place there. There's Damn. highly likely to just open. That's like a coffee spot. It's funny because when I went to USC, West Adams is where a lot of people lived. And it was mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, there was... There was Johnny's there was, pastrami. There, was, there wasn't much. <laughs> there wasn't much, you know. Um Obviously, that neighborhood has changed a lot since I, I was a young man. Then it's been a long time. <laughs> a long time. And, uh, I mean, it's cool to see like a neighborhood, uh, you know, get some cool shit. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. getting better. It's getting better and better. Yeah, it really is. I um, mean, obviously, you have like the attached difficulties of gentrification. It's a multifaceted issue. Um, not always like good for everybody, but it's interesting to see, you know, like Highland Park. We're in this like just, just like. We've shifted into like overdrive. Yeah. And yeah, I was yeah. just reading about, you know, in Boyle Heights, there's a lot of activists who are resisting mm-hmm. gentrification and, the, you know, picketing art galleries and stuff. But then I was just reading about how the one guy from ERB and some other guys who are from Boyle Heights are like opening a bar there. Yes. Yeah. So Oton Alaska and, and, uh, and Alaska and a lot of those guys are, are opening up. Um uh, Aaron Melendrez, they're opening up a eventually a cocktail bar, but they also do a ton of consulting and right. stuff right now. They're so starting th- like a hospitality. Yeah, they're right. basically making this like their home based hospitality, and they're all local guys. Like the three of them have been doing right. boil head stuff for a long time. Otonio lives like 400 feet away, so there's a way to do it right in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And uh, w- word is that 
that space was originally going to get leased out to somebody else. And, mm -hmm. you know, the, the landlord, I think, ultimately came to his senses and just said, why don't I give it to these guys who are here, who are going to take care of it, yeah. who really matter to the neighborhood in a way that somebody else might not. And that's kind of the important thing to look at, whether you're in West Adams or Boyle Heights or wherever. Sure. Sure. Don't be tone deaf. Yeah, exactly. And the, you know, the, the arts district at this point is different. Like Maylin from Top Chef is opening up Nightshade later this right. summer, oh, yeah. like right by Manuela. Well, I also feel like the arts district, no one was really getting displaced. The arts district used to just be fucking warehouses. warehouses. Sure. Yeah. It's like people who are living there cheaply got displaced. Right. Some artists. But there wasn't and, like an existing population of people yeah. who'd been there for 50 years. And then like, you know, like a cultural population. Right. It was just like, I mean, right. it feels a little uh, less. Different. So, I mean, it was mostly a warehouse. District. Right. Right. And I think, you know, the classic progression of like actual poor artists move into warehouses. Shit starts getting like cool because they're living there. Then of course developers latch on and then it becomes a thing. Then it becomes yep. a brand and then it's, Million dollar loss. I mean, that happens all over the place again and again. It's the classic cycle. Right, right. And then, meanwhile, there is like... And then they're priced out, and the actual artists have to go fucking live somewhere else in a fucking warehouse. Right. And and people who want to put cool projects in cool neighborhoods, I think, are a little stuck sometimes. So, like, Teresa Montagna from Otonio... Shout out to Teresa. Amazing. She uh, she was running a place in Pasadena for a long time. Racion. At Racion. And is is now in the final stages of opening up her place right on Fig. And if Can't you, wait. Yeah, if you Can't didn't know, wait. if you didn't know and you saw her, you'd be like, oh, who's this person who came in late to Highland Park right. and is trying to sap all the money and whatever. Right. She lives in the neighborhood. She's been looking for spaces for years. Mm -hmm. You couldn't ask for a better, more thoughtful person right. to be in your neighborhood cooking food that matters, you sure. know? And I think that that's, you look at the same way that the home state people moved into Highland Park. They took two years, went to every neighborhood council meeting, you know, flyer the community, got people who live in the community to come work for them. And so now they're looking to create the same sort of communal atmosphere out on the west side in like Playa Vista when they yeah. open later. Kind of like what Roy Choi did with Local. Yep. Exactly There's a right, right way to do it, folks. There really, there really you gotta is. You got to fucking do it right. You yeah. got to connect with the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's it, talk about Otonio because in terms of shit I'm excited for, I can't think this of is, it. He won't shut up. Well, I'm, well I'm, I'm just back from, you know, eating eating the toughest life in Lisbon. Right. I, I was, you know, their their toughest game is very strong. Yes. Uh and I just I, I need that I need that top of slime. I need to be eating olives and drinking a good vermouth and like have a ham plate yeah. right by my side. Well, I I was half drunkenly, mostly drunkenly texting you over the weekend while I was in Santa Barbara. I know. About that place looked amazing. This place, Lokita, uh -huh. that's open and run by the same folks who own the Lark, which is probably the most heralded restaurant in Santa Barbara. So Lokita is a Spanish, mostly tapas restaurant. That place I mean, looked amazing. They do sit down service paellas every night, but they have attached this thing called Poquito, which is just a little stand up tapas. That's all I want. That's all I want. Stuff. So if, if you want to be a wine daddy for a weekend, mm -hmm. take the train Ooh. up. Okay. So this is in Santa Barbara. It's in Santa Barbara. Lokita. So not only is the train two hours, two and a half hours, it's right. an hour 45 to drive there. It's Gorge, like, gorgeous train ride, probably. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful train there. Also, I was actually just up in Santa Barbara doing some stand-up comedy. Ooh. The Funk Zone, which is what they call their little area of bars and like the, yeah. all the wineries have tasting rooms there. It's fucking great. It's on and popping. It's on and popping. I was like, I didn't know the Funk Zone. I don't know about the Funk Zone. I didn't know. You guys have got to get funky. Now you know. Funky, baby. I it's saw a sign that said Funk shit. Zone, and I was like. Wait, it's signed? And I was like, yeah. well, it was like written on That's a wall. Amazing. And I was like, is it? Am I in the funk zone? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you're, you're in the funk zone. And I was like, as far zone. as zones go. And then the edges of your eyes start, started to get warbly and you're like, I'm in the funk zone. <laughs> I was like, as far as they zones just laced go. They everything with PCP. This is where I want to be. If I'm in a zone, I want yeah. it to be funky. Danger zone? Eh, that has its time and place, but 
I don't want to spend all day there. Yeah, I don't mind bone being. I, listen, I, I I love being in the bone zone as much as the next guy. Sure, obviously, bone obviously, bone of course. Great, but there's something different about the funk zone. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm telling sure. you. Yeah. And Fig Mountain Brewing has a brewery there. Not only are all these wine tasting rooms, Test Pilot is there, which is a really awesome tiki bar, full bar. Um, tiki bars are hot. Lucky Penny, the SB. Lark, all sorts of stuff. SB, yeah. baby. Well, I gotta uh, get out there and go to Lokita. But do we have any? I know Otonio. I've been following the progress on Instagram. We don't have a set date, do we? No, we do not have a set date yet. But I do come bearing the gift of information okay. on a different but similar ha, place. Yeah, exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. That I think you particularly, really both of you are going to be super excited about. Okay. Um, you might have seen mentioned before Barcalo. Yes. From the ostrich farm people in Echo yes. Park. Right here in my beloved Echo Park. They are opening essentially across the street in that little plaza where Sunset Beer is. Very There used to be a pizza that. place and now it's going to be R.I.P. Los Angeles Pizza Company. R.I.P. Los Angeles and Pizza Company. And their Pupusa Pizza, the Poo Pizza, which actually wasn't bad, folks. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It was the Poo Pizza. Wow. Yeah, you know what I gotta say is, for for the uh, for the dearly departed Los Angeles Pizza Company? Great empanadas. Oh, mm-hmm. there we go. Good to know. Pizza wasn't great. So Barcala is going to be opening up in in a matter of weeks. Fuck yeah. They're doing um, mezcal from uh, nine of the different states of Mexico. Yes. They're going to be listing them out regionally. A lot of the food is meant to be kind of stand up tapa style. So you've got little tostadas, ceviches. So I I got tasted on like a little bit of food yesterday. And it was all really really fantastic. Fantastic. Wow. Smoked chicken wings same with mole chef. sauce. It's going to be um, uh, the same owners, right. but they're bringing over one of their chefs from Ostrich Farm. To so the, the owner place. guy at Ostrich Farm, Ostrich Farm is a great neighborhood yep. restaurant Echo Park, by the way. If you haven't been, I, I feel really. like I would drive to this neighborhood, but it's really good. Really good. And is the owner also the chef? So Jaime, yeah, Jaime's the owner and the chef. He runs it with his wife. And so he's got uh, um, a chef who's been working underneath him, and she's really fantastic. She's going to be jumping over to great. run the program over there. Awesome. Well, this um, it's actually... It, it seems like we're overdue for this because everyone like mezcal is like so hot in LA right, right now. There's like, you know, a couple mezcal bars, Los Perlis downtown, but like no one's really done a super focused mezcal restaurant, like small plates concept. Yeah. Especially with a kind of loungy vibe. I and mean, yeah. they've got a full bar. They're going to be able to serve until 2 a.m. on weekends. Big, long banquet. They're going to do all day service. Oh, so breakfast, yes. lunch, and dinner. All day, every day. Breakfast, lunch, Plugs, and dinner. Plugs, Wi-Fi. Whoa. And they're tasting, they tasted me yesterday mm. on a couple of different things beyond even those chicken wings. They, they're going to be doing this sweet potato that they like bake almost like a regular kind of baked potato, but they put feta cheese, chorizo, and a soft egg inside. Oh, that's all. Yeah. That's perfect. So Joel was good. just ah. saying that he had a baked potato the other day. He's like, when have you had a good baked Wait, potato? I went to oh. Taylor's and I love was like, a baked I potato. got a baked potato with yeah. my ribeye. Right. I, was, I was like, I haven't had a baked potato in like 20 years. Yeah. And I was like, I will literally eat this potato any meal of any day. Chorizo egg At Barcalo. And it's, yeah, well, feta on top of chives. combination. I mean, they got that at, at Gorilla Tacos. Yes, exactly that, right. It's, and it's Ooh. delicious. Yes. Ooh, yeah. 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 So I, I think fan. you're really going to be, be loving it over there. So and that's going to be a matter of weeks. Kahlo, like Frida Kahlo, like spelled? No, C-A-L-O. C-A-L-O, Bar Kahlo. Damn. Bar-Kalo. Yeah. All right, well. Yeah. Can't wait. Go to, My sun- summer's fucking go to Sunset. Set. And uh, set that beer and get a nice glass of wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, walk over and just get fucked up on my skull. <laughs> so, so all day. Like if you're there during the day, are they gonna have coffee? Like they're gonna have espresso. Oh wow! 
Yeah. And oh, it, this but is going to be the go-to. All day player. It's like really it. it's really going to be great. And the the last, I mean, we can talk about more places, but the other really big thing I did want to talk about yeah, from that. an all-day player perspective is uh, the Here's Looking at You team opening up in Silver Lake. Oh, that's right. In the mm-hmm. former Samosa House space. God, that With, space. It's so prime and it's been so underutilized for so many I years. I agree. I agree. I, that's going to be an all-day guy. It's, it's literally called All Day Baby. And it's meant yes. to be their version of like a modern American diner. Oh, I love wow. it. But I'm done with so all the flavors. Flavors, Mexico, Japan, yeah, whatever, yeah, that yeah. they do so well. Shout out to Lynn and Jonathan. So is that like yeah. a little preview with their brunch at Here's Looking at You? I think that's the idea. That's I mean, the they've idea. always they've always traded in, in both of those um, flavor combos a lot, but the rollout of brunch at Here's Looking, I'm sure, is like version 1.0 for what you'll see at All Day Baby. Damn, that's we awesome. got small plates mezcal. We got finally an amazing Spanish place coming in. We have Here's Looking at You opening right in my neck of the woods. Oof. An all-day player. You can catch me in all these places with my white jeans. Yeah. <laughs> fucking real tan. Yeah. Maybe drinking some lunch wine. Maybe some fucking breakfast wine. Who fucking maybe, knows? Maybe some breakfast mezcal. Whoa. Oh. Breakfast yeah. mezcal 2018? When's the last wow. time you had lunch mezcal? Ooh. Uh, when I went to Galagetza last time. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So it's been 20 years for a baked potato. It's been about a week for breakfast mezcal and tequila. <laughs> Roughly about a week since breakfast mezcal. Oh, my God. Yeah. Lots like, to look forward like to. noon mezcal. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, Lots yeah. Lots to fucking look forward to. Yeah. And, then, you know, the last ones I'll shout out, Slab Barbecue, Burt Backman, Trudy's Underground Barbecue. Obviously, Love Burt. That's shout on Western. Shout out to fucking Burt. Bodmash Fairfax. That's coming in like right. a week, basically. Damn. And then Sixth and Mill, which is from the Factory Kitchen people. And they're opening up a pizza place that's going to be super casual. And it's like, it's a really, really great time to be Folks. excited alive. about what's yeah. coming. Folks, to be alive. To be alive. Folks, to if, you're not, yourself with if you're not in LA, you're fucking up. Get out here. You can just be a Lyft driver. You can just do it. Just come out <laughs> just here and be a Lyft driver, folks. Here. Just get out here. It's, it's, fucking do it's it. very lucrative. That's why everybody's, everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. Yeah. We don't have enough people, guys. Yeah. We got to fill out. We have we have apartments lying around. Yeah. They're empty. We yeah. need to fill these apartments. That's exactly right. No housing shortages. Come on out. Come on out. It's super affordable. Please. Everything's cheap. The mayor likes us. Yeah. yeah it's all good. This is just a great time to be alive in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great summer. <laughs> Farley, thanks for stopping by, man. I appreciate you guys with, taking with dr- Blessing us with the facts. <laughs> yeah. Blessing us with that insider goss. We got a lot to look forward to. Um, and uh, I, and specifically, me and Joel eating at Bavel this Friday. Oh, so we'll have wait. all oh, the juicy huge. details can't next wait. week. Follow Joel on Instagram, at Joel David Miller. Follow Please. me, at Carl Hess. Follow Farley. It's just at... Of over, over, under, everywhere oh, At, over, over, under on all social media. You got to follow. If you're not following Farley on Instagram, you're fucking up. Yeah. Uh, follow the pod at YapPod. That's Y-A-P-P-O-D. We can be reached via email, yap42069 at gmail.com. Hit us with threats. Threats. No, Declarations threats. of no, love. Yeah. Uh, nitpicky comments. Whatever you really want. Yeah, the snarkier the better. Yeah, it's an open line. Yeah. Uh, uh, look at Joel's beard and, and tell him how you like it. To yeah. Tell them how full and robust it looks. It's like a fine bo- Bordeaux. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps getting better with age and smoother. And smoother as well. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll be back uh, next week.